Welcome to Your Career Podcast, the podcast that helps to ensure your career success. To start getting on track with your career, download my free career goals calendar from thecareersacademy.online. My goals calendar includes a smart goals template and a weekly tasks sheet that will ensure step-by-step you get closer to reaching your career goals. So download my goals calendar today at thecareersacademy.online. Now on with the show. Welcome to episode 247 of Your Career Podcast. Well, welcome back. And you know, recently I released an article on LinkedIn that's all about, is it okay not to actually love your job with great passion? And it was a really popular article. So I thought I'd uh, explain it for you in this podcast as well, because there's so much focus on following your passion and purpose. And of course, that's important. But I believe that so many of us have actually forgotten that the main reason that most people work is to earn money in order to pay their bills. Yes, passion and purpose, of course, is important. But ultimately, we need to find a system for living. And of course, that is work. So perhaps it is okay not to love your job. So let's have a think about it. If you don't love your job, is it a bad thing? So first of all, of course, it's important to enjoy what you do. But if you don't feel passion for your work, that does not make you less worthy as an employee than someone who displays great passion for the job function or industry or company. Everyone has a motivator. And at different times in our lives, we may find that what motivates us changes. Yes. In my early career, for example, after I graduated from uni, I joined a PR firm back in Hong Kong. And at that time, my motivations were on the surface, very different from what my motivations are now. And it was a long, long time ago in my early career. Uh, don't forget that. And, you know, I've, I've got married, I've had children, been divorced, had got remarried again, moved country many times. And so different things motivate me now. But in my early days, I was focused on having fun with the people I worked with. And I really delighted in receiving my paycheck every month because it meant that I was no longer dependent upon my mum. My father died when I was 11, just for a little bit of background. So my mother was very careful with her money. And it was an incredible feeling for me to be able to give her one third of my salary each month to help pay the bills and also, you know, as a thank you for her looking after me for so many years. So did I love my job at that time? Well, at that time, I didn't know what my passion nor purpose was. I'd never really thought about it. I was just doing my job. And I did a very good job, luckily, and was promoted within a few months. And that felt really satisfying. You know, it's so it's so good when you do get promoted, isn't it? But however, I noticed that something was not quite right. And I didn't feel much meaning in what I was doing. Um, and I didn't really think about it too much. But I did resign eventually, because I felt a misalignment of values, not with the company, which was great, not with the people who are wonderful to work with, nor my boss, who was 
fabulous. He was very supportive and I learned a lot from him. But what I felt was a misalignment with the values of a corporate client whose products I was signed to promote. And it really bothered me. Now, fast forward many years, and I now know why I had that niggly feeling and what that something was. The reason why I didn't love my job at that time was that I was not fulfilling my career anchor. I didn't even know what my career anchor was back then, but I now know that whatever our career anchor is, it's okay. And there is not one anchor that is better than another, but it is important to know what our true career anchor is in order to feel happy with what we do. So this podcast episode is the result of an interesting article I read in the Weekend Australian, which was entitled, Why Passionate Staff May Be Bad for the Office Culture. Hmm. And wanting to read more, I clicked through the links in this particular article and voila, I found an excellent article by a woman called Winnie Jiang, who is the Assistant Professor of Organizational Behavior at INSEAD. And that's inspired today's podcast episode. Okay, what she wrote was that the heading of her article was, your most passionate employees may not be your top performers. Interesting, isn't it? So before I add my take on what was written, along with some suggestions as a career coach, um, I would love to know if you disagree or agree uh, what I'm about to say. And also, I'd love to know your thoughts. So feel free to comment in my show notes um, at janejacksoncoach.com forward slash podcast, because you know, that's what this this podcast is for, to prompt you to think about your own career and also for me to learn from you, the listener. Okay, so let's talk about career anchors, understanding motivation and success, because in today's professional landscape, finding personal fulfillment and a sense of purpose in our work has become highly valued. Employees who align their careers with a calling or cause very often experience greater satisfaction and success. I wonder if that's been the same for you. Now, this may lead, though, for those people who align their careers with a calling or cause to believe that their work has greater moral significance than other people's. Hmm. However, recent research challenges that assumption that passionate employees are inherently better performers. That's an interesting um, finding, isn't it? Instead, their success can be attributed perhaps to the biases of managers who perceive that their behaviours, because it's so altruistic, as indicative of high performance. And it's important that both managers and professionals recognise that each individual has a different carrot or career anchor, if you will, and what motivates one person does not make them better or worse an employee than another who has different motivations, such as working hard in order to earn money to pay the bills. They can be an excellent employee alongside the passionate ones who are doing it because it's part of their cause that they truly believe in. So let's understand what career anchors are all about. They were identified by Ed Kasheen, who was the Sloan 
School of Management's Professor of Management Emeritus, okay, at MIT Sloan. Sheehan's theory is that everyone has a dominant career anchor and that by identifying that particular career anchor, you can determine the careers and roles that will provide the most satisfaction. Hmm. His ideas involve people's values and their career choices. So some of the questions that he asked the people that he was studying in order to identify those career anchors were, what motivates someone to work? What are the central values that drive one's career? And how do employees want to be managed or rewarded? Now, the answers to these questions determine a person's career anchors. Now, in my show notes, I do have a link that will take you to more information. So feel free to hop over to my show notes. Now, what are the eight career anchors that were identified by Dr. Edgar Sheen's extensive research? There are eight. Okay, I'll go through each one, one at a time. The first one is general management. Some of us are motivated by the opportunity to lead and manage teams, pulling things together, making strategic decisions and driving organizational success. Okay, those are people who aim for CEO, general management roles, managing director roles. It's all about people and pulling all those disparate parts together for a successful business. That's general management anchor. The next one is technical functional orientation. Now, if that's your anchor, you will find fulfillment in becoming an expert in a specific field or skill set and focus on honing your expertise and contributing specialized knowledge. So becoming a head of department, a head of a specific functional area would be very satisfying for you and being seen as the subject matter expert rather than a generalist who leads multiple teams and uh, manages an organization. So that those are the two key differences, general managerial anchor or technical functional. Now, another anchor is autonomy. So you may be driven purely by autonomy, the ability to work independently, to make decisions on your own and have control over your work. That's really important. Now, that that is not the same as entrepreneurial creativity anchor, okay? But autonomy is you need to be able to work independently. The fourth anchor is dedication to a cause or service. And this anchor revolves around making a meaningful impact and contributing to a cause or service that aligns with personal values and beliefs. And just as an aside, this is my anchor, okay, and explains why I had a visceral reaction to working with that corporate client I mentioned. I was assigned to in my early days because that particular client produced products which required animal testing. And it was rather cruel animal testing, I found out. And the products were for superficial use. And so to me, I was thinking, what is the point? I'm not going to promote this. So it, it, it reared against what my, my anchor was. Now, the fifth anchor is entrepreneurial creativity. And if you're motivated if if this is your anchor, you're motivated by the opportunity to innovate, to create and build new ventures or ideas. And you'll always be looking for ways to do something a little bit different, to be innovative, to be creative, and to build something better or bigger or something of your own. 
Okay, so have you been driven by that, that entrepreneurial creativity anchor? The sixth anchor is pure challenge. And if you have a constant desire for intellectual stimulation, problem solving, tackling complex challenges, if that's what really drives you, then you may have a pure challenge anchor. Just because it's hard, just because it's there, let's do it. Okay. These challenges can be cerebral or they can be physical, but the drive is constant. You know, I need, once you've got used to doing something and you're good at it, you're going to be looking for the next challenge, the next challenge. And the seventh one is lifestyle. Perhaps you prioritize work-life balance, flexibility, and personal well-being. And we all do to some extent, but for those who have a lifestyle anchor, it's the core focus. Okay, it's the core focus. And I've actually found this to be stronger after COVID. As so many people during lockdowns reassessed what they find most meaningful, and they began to question what they thought was okay for them in their work pre-COVID. So there has been a bit of a shift here. Now, the eighth and final anchor is security. Now, some professionals, they value stability, job security, and a sense of financial well-being over any other anchor. And rather than an anchor to be taken lightly, the security anchor makes them actually a highly dedicated and reliable employee who wants a stable job, so they get the job done. And also those with a security anchor tend to gravitate towards environments that are perceived as more stable. So they might decide "Mm, the corporate world is not for me, but the public service might be because it's perceived as a bit more stable. So that makes sense, doesn't it? These eight anchors, general management, technical functional, autonomy, dedication to a cause or service, entrepreneurial creativity, pure challenge, lifestyle or security. It's interesting, isn't it? I'm, I'm always fascinated by career anchors and love finding out from my clients what truly drives them. And this is something that I do when I first start working with a client. Um, I make sure they complete my career clarity pack and also the career anchors assessment so we know what really drives them. Then they get the clarity to make the right decisions in their career. Now, what are the key takeaways for everybody? Okay. One is diverse anchors. There are eight anchors, but they're all of equal value. So no one career anchor is better or superior to another. I want you to realize that. Okay. Each anchor represents a different source of motivation and you should recognize and honor your own unique career anchor. And as managers, Once managers understand what anchors each team member, then that will make them a better manager because they'll understand how they can lead them and what type of reward would make them feel most satisfied. Secondly, a bias towards passionate employees. Now, let's have a think about this. Managers may perceive passionate employees who align their work with a calling as high performers. Hmm. This bias can lead to preferential treatment and inadvertently overlook the contributions of someone who is job-oriented rather than following their passion and purpose. Now, some people work to live, others live for their work, and this does not mean that one preference makes someone less able to perform at a higher level and produce excellent work worthy of note and possible promotion. Yes? 
Now, performance versus passion. Being passionate about your work doesn't guarantee that your performance will be superior. Sorry about that, guys, who are feeling very passionate about your work. It doesn't mean you're doing a great job. Maybe you are, but maybe you aren't. So while passionate employees may demonstrate dedication and enthusiasm, which is important, and a high performance level, it's important to avoid an idealism that may hinder success. I know that's controversial, I know, so your thoughts are welcome because I'm always open to discussion and if you think I'm wrong, I'd love to hear it, okay? So, now the importance of balanced teams. Organizations will benefit from a mix of calling-oriented and job-oriented employees. It may be felt that calling-oriented members fill the work environment with energy and purpose, and they probably do, while job-oriented members provide a grounding and focus on getting the job done. Now, it's not mutually exclusive, you know, so so perhaps you've got passion and purpose and also you get the job done really well. Um, and while job-oriented members, even though they don't feel that great, you know, amour, you know, the, the passion for their role, they do get the job done. And perhaps if security is their anchor, they make sure that they do it well enough so that they know that their job is more secure. Now, finally, focus on output and results. As a manager, you must evaluate employees based on their output and results, not solely on their sense of passion or calling. The impact and value each individual creates should be the primary metrics of success. Yep. And to that end, professionals like you must be sure to identify your accomplishments, include them in your regularly updated resumes, it's always good practice, and speak about those tangible results in your performance reviews in order to be noticed, remembered and appreciated, and hopefully promoted when the time is right too. I wonder what you think of that. Okay, so what can you do as an individual? What you can do next? First is identify your career anchor, reflect on your core motivation, and understand which career anchor resonates with you the most. Embracing and understanding your career anchor can help your decision making, and it'll certainly help to foster career satisfaction. Okay, if you need more clarity in your career, then my career clarity pack is pretty helpful. So you can have a look at that at thecareersacademy.online if you like. Now, secondly, recognize the value of all anchors. Appreciate the diversity of career anchors within your organization. Take the time to observe and discuss what drives you and what drives your team members. Talk about it, brainstorm with each other, and respect and collaborate with your colleagues who are motivated by a different anchor. And their perspectives will enhance the overall success of your team too. All all perspectives will. So why not get everybody together and have a chat about what you feel is most important to you in your career? Could be a really good team bonding exercise as well. Now, thirdly, balance passion and performance. Now, while being passionate about your work is an important element of your career, of course, focus on achieving tangible results and delivering high quality performance. Merge your dedication to a cause or service by honing your skills and effectiveness to maximize your impact. Okay, if passion 
is what you feel for your role right now. And finally, communicate your commitment. Open communication, of course, is essential in every organization and within every role. So don't be afraid to ask for a career conversation with your manager. If you've got a job-oriented anchor, make sure you highlight your commitment to your work as well as showcase your exceptional performance. This can help ensure your contributions are recognized and valued by both colleagues and managers, as well as those who are more passionate about what they're doing as well. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I find that my clients find great benefit in understanding their true career anchors. And by following your career anchor, you can ensure greater success and satisfaction because what Dr. Edgar Sheen had found is that when you veer away from your career anchor, there's this feeling of unease or dissatisfaction. So knowing what your anchor is, is really helpful. Yes. And remember, it's okay not to love your job itself, because besides your job function, there'll be many other aspects of your role, the people you work with, your manager, your industry, the company, the physical location, the brand of the company, and more that may motivate you. And that is okay. And so that's all I want to say about it this time. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to speaking with you in my next podcast episode. All right. And remember, feel free to comment in the show notes, okay, at janejacksoncoach.com forward slash podcast. See you next time. If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at thecareersacademy.online. The Career Success Program is the original program that uniquely provides 24-7 on-demand career support and fortnightly live career coaching sessions to keep you on track to reach your career goals. It is the essential resource for anyone who wants to manage their career effectively, make a career change and land the job they'll love. Whether you're in exploration mode or seeking a new career direction and need help to make it a reality, the Career Success Program is for you. Not only do you get access to my step-by-step roadmap to navigate your career crossroads, my extensive training library and exclusive members-only discounts and tools, you'll also become part of my supportive community of professionals who will help you with feedback, encouragement and advice. All this and more makes the Career Success Program the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow their career. Check it out and join me at thecareersacademy.online.